Hello, and welcome to the Property Solopreneur podcast, a show for property investors and developers who want to build and grow their own profitable businesses. I'm sharing with you my decades of property experience and interviewing many other successful property people who are happy to share their varied and priceless knowledge freely. Business doesn't need to be hard and nor do you need to be lucky. But as a certified strategist, I know you need a plan to work to. And a good start is by listening to other people's successes and failures. Why reinvent the wheel? This allows us to have a more in-depth knowledge of the wider property world. Welcome to this week's episode of The Property Solopreneur. And as I record this, the interest rates are beginning to bite. So it's become even more important that if we're flipping, offloading surplus stock, or even presenting an off-plan opportunity that we use our big berthers and blast the opposition out of the water. Presentation of properties for sale or for rent, it's changed dramatically in the last 20 years, helped in part, of course, to the fact that we need to make those potential buyers stop scrolling past us on Rightmove, etc. My guest today is a landlord who doesn't just stage for themselves, but worked with big-time developers and advises other landlords at a variety of price points at just what is needed to stand out. Kerry Owen has won industry awards for her staging. She knows her stuff. And for her, the proof of the pudding is when her work is seen not only as a quick sale, but as a noticeable increase in the price achieved. Bottom line, validation. Well, welcome, Kerry, and thank you very much for spending the time this afternoon to me talking about something that I think is so valuable to property investors and developers, yet very rarely touched on in any courses or even people who have been doing it a long time. And that's the art of staging and making that wonderful property ready for sale. So welcome. Thank you very much. Can you just say a little about, bit about yourself before we get going on this meaty subject? Certainly. Uh, great to see you this this afternoon, Rachel, and thanks for having me on. Very thrilled to be uh, part of your podcast. So uh, my name's Kerry Owen, and I've been renovating, refurbishing and staging properties for about 20 years. As you said, right at the beginning, it's really an unknown skill. People don't know much about it. It's come over from the US and I've embraced it for 20 years and it works. It does, doesn't it? Now, one of the reasons why I was so thrilled to meet you is that you learnt at the feet of the great goddess, didn't I you? I certainly did. Um, you know, who who you did. And she for those of us who've got long memories, she was on television, she you know, she she could prove that this stuff worked. Who was she and how did you find her and what did you learn from her? So it was the amazing Anne-Marie. So she is a very petite lady, but not to be messed about with in any shape or form. An incredible character and lots of skill. I attended a training session many, 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 many years ago in London. And I was so truly inspired by her, her enthusiasm and her results. And that's kind of when that you know I had that magic moment. I, I knew then that was something that I could do and I could add value and she was my um, inspiration point really. And I like that fact that you said I can add value because people don't see the value in dressing do they? Uh, absolutely not. So Sorry, I will just say before anyone goes any further they can't get to the end of this podcast without going and looking at your website because oh my word the visuals on that were so exciting. I, I, I lost a whole afternoon what, looking at it because I think you, you've got some before and after photos on there and then you realise that you may have made the most beautiful blank canvas, but until you fill that space, it's difficult to understand, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And just to give you a number right at the beginning, um, 80% of people can't imagine or visualize themselves in a space. So there's a lot of people that generally can't see the potential. 80%. Oh, my word. It's a huge, huge number. So, you know, the power of what we do is transform a property, as I would describe it, into a home. So that's the magic in what we do. You know, we give a journey. It's about telling a story from the moment that the person turns up at the property they then it becomes a home in their view because they're then able to emotionally connect and we know as soon as you know we're able to get that emotional connection because of the way that we present the property that they're very likely to put in an offer so it, it, it is very undervalued and and that's because it's not particularly well known particularly out of the city centers but you know it's growing it's definitely growing in the UK and um, you know I'm, I'm pleased to be part of the advocates for this amazing amazing service absolutely and what i mean i remember when i first started and i mentioned off you know sort of on pass on to the estate agent in stoke contract that i'd dress my property and it, oh no don't need to do that kind of rubbish here he said you know just make sure that it all you know the walls are all lovely and you know, we all know what a two-bedroom terrace is well i know you know to my cost it took a lot longer to sell that one because it had nothing in it than the others but there is a difference between virtual and physical staging isn't there and I hadn't even really come across the concept of virtual very much. What is virtual staging? So virtual staging is a technique where you digitally edit a room. So we need a photograph. And from that photograph, you can either remove a kitchen, add a kitchen, add a bathroom, change the wall colours, change the flooring, change the lighting, change the window dressings. You can do anything, but it's all done digitally. And the benefit of virtual staging, I mean, there's many benefits, but one of the key things is you can get the results very quickly without compromising on quality because we always use absolute high-end pieces digitally and you can get it done very quickly and for example on a rental property you know virtual is a really great way of showcasing the potential of a space because online you know you need to attract somebody's attention four walls don't look very interesting you digitally edit it out and then you've got this amazing space that you can show your tenants and of course that's a very good point because we all forget that rental is as important as uh, the sale area and that's because Rents are huge and you you don't you can't keep a rental property with staging kit in. It is that's not feasible. But a plain, boring serviceable flat or house on right move is not going to leap out is it no no and, and remember there's going to be other ones as well so unfortunately that will just get put on the bottom of the pile so you know the way that we do transactions today are online whether you're buying or selling so you've got about six or seven seconds to grab somebody's attention so they move on to the next property so you've got to grab their attention and you can only do that if something is presented well empty spaces are not interesting at all no they're not really are they you can't really see depth and and how how does this work with CGIs? Because I know that a lot of developers now are getting very good at doing, they're buying, you know, selling off plan almost beforehand. Is is CGI the same sort of thing? So CGI is the more complicated in terms of the technology and the time and the expertise. So a CGI, a computer generated image is basically um, something that is drawn up from a, a plan. So when the developer is thinking about his next development, you know, he's speaking to the architect, they're going through the planning and they'll develop a plan. So the idea is, is that you, you come up with a CGI, which is an interior, an 
exterior, an apartment block, a big house, a small house, a garden, the road. You know, it's all digitally created, but there's no physical build. And that, that can be used for many things. I mean, it's good for off, off, you know, um, off-plan selling, but it's also good for securing finance. So, you know, if you've got a developer and they're looking for angel investors and they need finance, then, you know, what the developer has in their mind isn't what you're necessarily seeing on that dull piece of paper. The CGI turns that into some form of, you know, virtual reality. That's fascinating. I, that, that is so important because, you know, all of us investors and developers, we need our angel investors and we need that. And I hadn't, I, I hadn't put that together. That would be a really useful thing, being able to do the CGI for that purpose. Why do you think that many investors just don't do staging full stop? Is it just a complication that they just don't get their heads around? Well, there's probably a number of reasons. I think often when the developer's considering the build, they're not necessarily thinking about the end result. They're so focused on getting the build up. They're not focusing on what happens once the build is up. And staging is an afterthought very often for the developers that we've come across. You know, they've tried to sell, they haven't sold, and therefore they'll stage. So it's very much not built it's not actually a factor in the um, cost or in the thought process and that's because in the past I think many developers were fortunate to be able to sell relatively quickly you know just recently to kind of give some materiality to this you know we've been through the pandemic we had an amazing I mean it was a perfect storm for the housing market I mean there was this hiatus then obviously this buzz and there weren't enough properties available for sale so for example you know developers have written on the back of that and you that to achieve the sales. Now the market is stabilised, more normalised, so it is more difficult. So again, you know, the conversation needs to be had with a developer and say, treat this as a cost of build. It's not an additional cost, it's an investment that you need to put into so that you can achieve a return. Yes, and I was very interested in that in your website when you were giving, you've got an amazing gallery there. Thank you. Um, and But you could prove how valuable staging is by the numbers. Mm. And and investing is all about numbers, isn't it? So this sort of slightly fluffy pink concept, it's really important for that bottom line, isn't it? Absolutely. The, I mean, the developers need to know that they're going to get a return. So very much, you know, once we've dealt with a developer first time and they've seen the result, it's obvious to them, oh, why didn't I think about this sooner? But it's often that difficult conversation first time round to say, and this is why it works. And this is why we have so many case studies on the website, Rachel, because again, if they've not done it before, it's an unknown quantity and therefore they're not sure that it's going to work. So again, we case study absolutely everything that we do now so that people can see you know the diversity the different projects the different complications but also the end results you know what was invested and what was the return on investment absolutely and one one of the things that other people think i can't do this because i'm not i'm not rich enough or i'm not you know i'm not visually aware enough and one of the things that really interested me was that you'd got some really quite exciting pieces particularly artwork that you have used time and time again so they weren't they weren't a one off purchase that you could just never use so i'm thinking of those gorgeous um, orange pictures of a, a you know a horse and things and they worked as beautifully in a small flat as they did in a which was quite you know cottagey as it did in a sort of all white chrome glass number and that's when i thought wow that that's that just proves the point that you can reuse stuff this is not 
you know, just one cost per house. Exactly. And the point is this, I mean, from a business perspective, this is a good thing because, you know, we think we, we try and think sustainably and we try and, I mean, our, our pieces are very high quality and we're constantly adding to the massive list of inventory that we've got. But, you know, we do repurpose and that's good from a, you know, sustainability perspective. People aren't, we're not spending for the sake of spending where we need to add new pieces because we've got particular rooms or particular designs that we need to consider. That's fine. But, you know, we do that in a sensible way because again it has to be cost effective absolutely so how how do you go about making making sure your colors are in in or out or whatever because you know most of us who are developing at small pieces you know most most of my listeners are solo investors so they're 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 not doing multi-million pound developments the occasional one is but white and and pale colors on the walls how do you find the pop that works for now so I often get asked, do I have a style? And the simple answer is for staging, no, I don't have a style. My, my key criteria are always, who is that target buyer that is going to be walking through that door? What are the things that they're looking for? What does the property look like? And what do you want to feature in terms of the property? I mean, we, we work in a, a, you know, a vast range of properties in terms of size and scale. You know, some are new builds, some are old that have been completely refurbished. And when they've got the carry you know, I just fall in love because I just want to emphasise that because I know the buyer is also going to be thinking that as well. So I always look for that unique selling point, if you like. What is unique about the property and what can we showcase? So, for example, we did a project recently and unbeknown to me at the time that um, Sir Patrick Moore had lived there as a child. So, Prior to doing that, I'd already thought about one of the rooms as a spacey type of thing, so with artwork. And then I found out it was Sir Patrick's Moore child home. And I'm just thinking, wow, that is destiny. That's good planning. But, you know, it's coming up with unique features that showcase the property to its best. Absolutely. And of course, the opposite is true. You've got to camouflage some things, haven't you? Absolutely. You know, we all have, we, every house, particularly the further on down the down the um the cost scale area you will have ugly corners ugly shaped rooms and that's again where styling comes in isn't it absolutely i'll just give you another example so we were working in a property recently and it had a very modern bathroom but unfortunately on the bathroom walls there was fixed pieces of art which didn't really showcase the bathroom which was very high end so you know we came up with a very simple solution which was to put artwork on top of the existing artwork Nobody knows it's there. It looks amazing. Well, that that's that's absolutely fantastic. Well, that works. And and you've just raised something else that, that I'm thinking about. Um, all your projects feature lovely art and lovely mirrors. People forget that walls are important, aren't they? And and you've got to put something there. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's the the terminology I use is holistic. So from you know from the moment that the buyer turns up at that front door, front gate, whatever it is, it's about creating a lifestyle, and I'm I'm so passionate about achieving that for our clients because I know that's what gets results. So it's not just about you know we'll have calls sometimes saying can we put some furniture in, and I'll say no, we don't put furniture in. We're selling a lifestyle. We need to create a, a holistic scheme, which is furniture and lots of accessories because that's the way that you create to home. Absolutely. And, and, and it is little knickknacks and bits and all the rest of it, all of which work together to prove how you can use that space 
I mean, I know most of us, sadly, most of us will not be able to use the baby grand, which I saw you've been able to use quite a few times rather well. Um, but, but you know, there's always something that you can. And it's not just about scatter cushions. It is about so much more. Now, in all, you've now got everything there. You've got to have a good photographer. Presumably, you've got a really tight hold on your photographers. We, we work very closely. So, you know, the process is um, simple in our mind. You know, we have to create this lifestyle. But the next most important thing is to obviously photograph it to the best that we possibly can. Because, again, there's no good us going in and staging and then another photographer coming in because they won't capture the essence of what we're trying to achieve. So, as I said at the beginning, you know, you've got a limited amount to ca capture people's imagination six or seven seconds so those photos are absolutely critical and you know they're a huge part of our service we we wouldn't do a property if we couldn't do the photography it is a part of what we do because we know it works we do a combination of the traditional room shots but then we do lifestyle shots as well because we know again when somebody's looking online they want to see interesting things they want to see a cohesive look they want to see a nice design so you know they're really really important Absolutely. So you do you give a photographer a brief? Do you say I need this number of this kind of photos? So we don't have a number. So that's the thing. You know, I'm not an, I'm not a numbers person in terms of like this 15 photos to be taken. It's as many photos as we need to take. So typically we will allow two to three hours to do a photo shoot. So once we've finished the staging, the very next job is to get the uh, photographer in and we will actually walk around with the photographer so that we're taking the right shots. We go lifestyle, we go room, we try and get the interesting angles. You know, we, tr we try our very best to showcase it. So it's a very detailed process. And I noticed that, um, uh, and I, I can't believe you were just luck, that your photographs, you've always got lovely sunshine in the windows and everything else. If you if you photograph on a hideous day, because we live in England, well, Scotland and Wales, and, you know, we do have the odd day of rain or overcast. This can all now be digitally enhanced, can't it? But you've got to make sure your photographer knows about it, hasn't he? I, I mean, if the weather is particularly bad, we will reschedule the shoot, um, but... More often than not, we're very right. we're very fortunate with the weather. And if the weather isn't particularly good, then we can digitally edit them out and we can do night shots and so on as well. So, you know, we're super, super flexible because we want to get the best result for the clients. Absolutely. And, the, um, um, and what I did particularly like was the fact that you are obviously that there is an element in all your shots of being this is where you want to live, aspirational. It's not just about being this is a home, but it's the kind of home that you want. I feel that your photographs are doing an awful lot of stroking of, you know, this is where you're going, this is what you want to do. And that applies to the outside of the buildings as well as the in, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it, coming back to that word, it's holistic. So, you know, we've got to keep them in, we've got to keep the buyer in as long as possible. You know, I know from my experience that we'd expect a buyer to be at the property for maybe 30, 40, 50, even an hour. So the longer that we can keep them there, the higher the chances we've got of getting an offer. And that what that's what it's all about. So, you know, you've got to attract them immediately. It's that good old curb appeal, as we say. You've got to get the curb appeal. So, you know, nice planting, statement planting, you know, doormats, little simple things have a huge impact. They just show the presentation really well. And then, you know, once they've navigated through the inside, then when they come to the outside, we also create a, you know, a vista, a, a spot for them to sit and relax and enjoy the space. 
Yes, and one, one thing that really struck me, and I thought, well, I can't believe I've never thought of that. You've done an amazing tired 60s house with two of the most hideous white poles on the front door I think I had ever seen holding up the canopy. And you'd, tr- you'd basically clad them. Yes. And I just thought, that is so obvious. Why did none of us think of that? And that brings me almost back to the point which struck me when I was looking at your shots was that you don't stage. If you, if you are the developer, because most of my listeners are, if you are the person who's doing the whole renovation from scratch, you've got to have that end look at the beginning. It's no good just going, having done all the work and sent the workmen away and going, oh no, no, look, the white poles, they let it all down. That's got to start from the beginning, hasn't it? Exactly. And for some of the developers that we work with, again, they'd never used staging before. They'll call us in right at the beginning and they'll say, hmm, I'm not sure what we're going to do about the floor layout here. I'm not sure what we're going to do about the kitchen. I'm not sure what we're going to do about the bathroom. So, you know, we work with some developers and we provide an interior service so that we can do the design work on the kitchen on the bathrooms, on the colour schemes, on the flooring, on the electricals. And then once they've done the work, we will then come back and we will do the staging. And that that works very well because some they don't have that imagination, they don't have the time, they don't have the capacity. We can do that for them. Absolutely. And I, I was particularly struck by the fact that, you know, Airbnb is a business and many people coming into property now are business people rather than property people. And they haven't got the time to try and work out what makes a fantastic Airbnb. And, you know, if you're competing against it, five years ago, you might have been the only person in that area. Now you're going to be up against it, isn't it? And you definitely do staging for people who, landlords who just want to do Airbnb because you know what's going to grasp that viewer, isn't it? Exactly. And that's a growing market for us now because, you know, with staycations, again, because of either COVID, the staycation market is growing and will continue to grow. So, you know, we've helped a number of um, Airbnb clients, both big and small so far. And that's very much a growth area for us because ultimately it's about delivering a return on investment. The better it looks, the higher the rental. So, you know, it's... It is an investment, but it is also yep. a return. Yes, and I think we forget some of that because, you know, most of us have been brought up going, you know, if you go and stay somewhere in, you know, the United Kingdom, you know, traditionally it was always the leftover from Granny's kitchen and everything else. It was always a mix match and a hodgepodge. And now you you know, no, it's got to be crisp. It's got to be better than what you live in, isn't it? It's got to be some uh, space that people want to spend time in and you want them to come back. So again, you know, increase the rental, get um, more um, continuity in terms of people coming back. Because again, I think that the staycation part of the business is definitely here to stay. Yeah. And repeat business. Well, if you've had them to stay once and they liked it, oh my word, it's easy to get them to book in next year and the year after that. Um, You know, one of the things that we're beginning to hear are people who get home from their their holiday, and the first thing they do the next morning is rebook next year's, isn't it? In the same house or wherever. Absolutely. A lot of these clients, their first time, so they're very inexperienced. So, you know, we had an example recently where she'd bought a property with the intention of doing Airbnb, so very much first-time investor. So she was very nervous. She didn't know what needed to be done, how to do it, and she had a particularly awkward bathroom. It had a bath, a sink, and a toilet, and it was a um, triangle um type room and I just said you know to maximize the space on this what I would recommend is that you take the bath out because she's going to be targeting really older clientele which don't necessarily want the bath either let's maximize the size of the bathroom by creating into a shower room instead and the transformation is incredible it just feels much brighter and bigger and you know a nice space to be now yes and that is it you you again you're emphasizing that point that 
the whole design mm. concept has to be there from Absolutely. the beginning. You know, staging is not just popping the odd bit and pieces at the end. And one, of course, the most key position things to have in any home are beds. Now, beds are very divisive, aren't they? Because they can make or break a yep. room, yep. can't they? What makes a good bed for a staging? So size, I mean, w- with any room, it's about having a great floor plan. That's absolutely essential because you want buyers or renters to be able to work around. It's the flow. We call the flow of a space. We need to understand how the property flows and we need to maximise that as much as possible. One way of doing that is obviously the layout, you know, where you put what, but also size is particularly important. So for beds, that's always a key one. We always try and make the bedroom look as large as possible because very often for our developer clients, we find those rooms to be tight. Um, And obviously you've got to be able to put a bed in. Yes. You've got to be able to put a bed in, bedsides, wardrobes if if there are no wardrobes and um, cabinets. So again, size is really important. You've got to make sure that it's relevant and proportionate. And size, of course, again, that's quite difficult. If you've got a, uh, I mean, I have sold houses where they're all double bedrooms, but they don't look it. Mm, mm. And so presumably having the smallest double bed or whatever allows people to go, oh yeah, just mentally tick. That's that's a double bedroom. Absolutely. So the the perspective is when a buyer let's let's talk about buyers when buyers are walking around they they've got a tick list in their mind and they're thinking all the negative things that they've seen. So what we need to do is to remove those negative things. So when size is an issue, so give you an example, we worked on a townhouse in um, Teddington and that was for a developer client. He tried to sell it empty. He did an amazing refurb, but it was just four walls. So he struggled to sell. He got hold of us and. Said, can you come and help? And from the moment I got to that property, I thought we've got a number of opportunities here rather than challenges. We've got a number of opportunities. Um, one again was it was a very it was narrowing at the back compared to the front, and the bedrooms were particularly small. So what we did was we used size appropriate furniture to create a family home so that it was you know people could see how they were going to use the spaces. He sold within seven days, so he was super super happy. Oh wow, that is. Absolutely, because it. Yes, you've spent some money, but you've saved lots of money by not having it on the market for a very long time and having to take a a, a cut on the price and all the rest of it. So beds again. You, I noticed that there's a very good. If anyone has never seen the difference a well-made bed can mm. make, go and look at your website where you had a, a lovely cottagey. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, but basically it might well be Warren Cottage actually sitting looking at my list. There was a bed. Very, very simple, metal framed, and it had a duvet on it. Not the world's most exciting, but once you'd transformed it, the same bed... Oh my word! It looked expensive, and all it was was a different way of dressing it. And and it's about presentation ultimately. So you know we're very keen on making sure that everything looks the absolute best that it can, because again we know that that's what the photographs are going to be based on. So we spend a lot of time and effort. And again, people say, "What's the point?" It's very important. It's all in the detail. That's why we get the results that we do. So ironing is absolutely essential, is what you're saying. Steam, we, yeah, steam iron is all the way to go. So yeah, we're we, you know we're busily doing it at the end of the project. <laughs> yes, uh, and I have to say that that particular before and after just floored me. I thought that that explains why some people do do dressing, and it still doesn't look mm. right. And it's because it's creased, or somebody hasn't stood back and gone, "What is the camera lens going to see 
at, about that bed. You know, the little ticket that sticks mm. out and all mm. the rest of it. You know, it's all carefully done. And that, I think, is so important. And where are the leads dropping down? Mm. It's the details. You're quite right. So if you, for those of us who perhaps are listening and going, well, I'm going to do my first house. It's very exciting. I've looked at everybody else. And there seem to be some key things I've got to have. For a basic starter, what what do you think someone needs? So the the basics are you need to create excellent flow. Flow is really, really important. So you need to be able to take people on a journey as they're walking through the property. So you need to think carefully about how you're going to set up the rooms. You know, there's no good, for example, putting a piece of furniture in front of a door. And you'd be surprised how many times we see that. I mean, it, it's just, it's what we see. So you need to make sure that people can walk easily through the spaces. You need to make it clear how spaces can be used. So, you know, if you've got um, sufficient space, then sometimes we've got a spare space. What are we going to do with that spare space? Well, we could create a gym. We could create an art studio. We could create a home office. You know, home office is super, super important. That's that's one of the top things that I would recommend. No matter how small the property is, always try and create a distinct home office, even if it's in an, in a cupboard. So, for example, we did a project once. It was a one-bed apartment. They had a very big hallway with lots of storage space. So I said to the um, to the client, let's take that out and let's create a home office. He sold it within a matter of days because, again, it was a small space, but it was distinct. Yes. And, and most of us, even if we are not working from home, our lives now are very digitally entwined. We've got to have somewhere we can download all those pesky bills and everything else or do a spot of online shopping. Oh, yes. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> and so um, when you are shopping for items to go in your properties, are, do you find yourself going, oh, I must have that because that will, I know I'll find a place for it eventually. Or do you go shopping with a place in mind? A little bit of both. So we've got a huge inventory, which is growing day by day. And we've also got different styles to suit different properties. We don't have a single look. You know, as I said at the beginning, it's about creating a solution that is relevant to that property and to the target market so we're constantly adding pieces in as we see but you know we we all have to make sure that it all um it's a cohesive design you know being cohesive is really really important so that no matter what room that you're in you feel as if there's a constant flow that's super super important and that's why we pick pieces and color wise does it have to be replicated throughout the building throughout the property or are you you know because if you come to my house every single room is a different color because i i'm very color i like color but i suspect that wouldn't work well if i was trying to market this house to get to sell it as quickly and to the best price. So the reality is each property has to be considered on its own merits. If there's too much colour, that is distracting. So what we need is a cohesive look. So it may be in your situation, we'd say we need to tone down some of that, not necessarily all of it. Because again, we want personality. We don't want dull. You know, we want, want it to be interesting. So again, it's about investing sensibly, cost effectively, and then getting the right results in terms of the style. So, you know, style plus um, cost. Absolutely. I would agree with that. And then my other, the other thing that seems to get people really quite excited, it's amazing what can get property people buzzing. When you stage a table, 
fur, which is going to be eaten off. You know, should it be fully laid out? Should it have glasses or should it just be a token? What What's the best way to go about it? So again, I don't have a fixed um, idea in mind. It really depends on the property. It depends on where that dining table is going to be. Sometimes if it's in an open plan, it might be suitable to do that. And other times it's not because actually everybody's walking around it to get to everything else. So I do consider that on a case-by-case basis. From a photography basis, of course, it looks better if it's um, staged as a dining table. However, very often we will use amazing faux plants and add them because, again, I think that adds interest, it adds depth. And in a way, it's easier to keep clean than, you know, while the rental is ongoing. Nobody has to come around and try and keep it clean, you know, once we've left. That was going to be one of my my questions to you. Plants, really, really important. Mm, Absolutely. And they look amazing in the pictures, but unless you're near it, you can't use real flowers, can you? Because you've got this watering and deadheading problem. Absolutely. So for developers, we always put in faux plants because we we need that depth. We need that interest. We need that variety. We need the texture. And the quality today is very, very good. It, you know, they soften the, the space. They make it look more natural. So, you know, we use a lot of plants. But yes, in developers internally, they're always um, faux unless you're going to have somebody to maintain them and, and developers don't have that. No, and neither do small-time investors because we may, we, you know, frankly, our time is so precious. We've handed it over to the estate agent. You know, tell me when you've got, we've got to exchange and I can then remove my dressing kit, but I don't want to be going back every week and and dusting and tweaking. Absolutely. Um, And one of the things that absolutely fascinates me because I'm a, I'm a real nugget taker. um, And I noticed you had actually one shot out of a um, a window. There was clearly a balcony and there was a building behind it. So you disguised, and I assumed it was you from, from uh, the continuity of it. uh, You disguised what was probably a very ugly wall was, was ivy which I then sort of beamed in on and realised was artificial because I thought you'd clipped it so beautifully. And I thought that is something else again is look for the defect that can put somebody off and then do something with it. And I love the fact that you'd even gone, I'm in the room. What can I see out of the windows? Absolutely. Is that something that you do very much on purpose? I do. It's about providing the best opportunity for our client to sell or to rent. So what I mean, my attitude is whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes to get that job done to that best outcome, we will do it. Because again, you know, we want our clients to be happy. We want our client to achieve, you know, a quick sale or a quick rental. So whatever it takes, we will do. And, you know, we're constantly looking, how can we add that value while we're there? And so, because you're very, you know, this is something that you find relatively easy because your mind thinks style, it thinks it looks at an object and will probably go, or yum. Whereas other people won't have that. Where where can some of us less gifted in the, the visual department, so to speak, where can we go for finding out about what's in and out and, and what looks are, are good? So I think I would advise not to try and be too much on trend because again, trends come and trends go. My, my advice to clients is always to have a classic look, but again, relevant to the property. So there's no good having a super modern look. You know, contemporary is very in, Scandi is very in at the moment. But again, that doesn't appeal to most people because it's a phase it'll go around it'll come around so you know I always encourage clients to go for a um, classic look that complements the space so that you know they can showcase it in the best way otherwise they're potentially alienating buyers you know if they go 
down too far above. Oh, fantastic. Well, um, I'm, I'm sure you've given everyone enormous food for thought. Now, where? please tell us the name of your website so you know those who've not found you yet can actually come and see the kind of things that have got me actually very excited about when I found you last a few weeks ago. Thank you, Rachel. So um, it's Sort, Style and Stage. Uh, we're across all social media. We showcase all the work that we do. I think that's the important thing for first-time users, so to speak, is if you've got any doubts, have a look at the um, uh, case studies that we've got on our website. And we've got, I mean, I think we're on to 30. Or so. I mean, there's a lot now on you know, each project we have them there. We're across the social, so we're on Insta, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we're constantly, you know, sharing the projects that we're doing. Because I, I, I know for first-time users, it's it's a bit of an unknown quantity. So therefore, you know, if we can help educate in any way, then that's what we're here to do. Thank you, because I think that is the difference. You you've just highlighted the difference between the retail bar who's going to use their own stuff and they're just looking at a house and they just want to be basically sucked into it. And those of us to whom property is our bread and butter, this is what we do for a living. And so therefore, understanding this end system of presenting a building to its best abilities to sell is absolutely vital and can be the difference between failure and success. So, you know, one of the things I'd like to say is thank you very much for providing basically a source because and, and the words you've given us today of understanding why we should be doing this, what it can do for us, and the fact that it's not just about scatter cushions and a little love, live, or whatever the phrase, current phrase is on a wall, but that it actually turns into pounds, shillings, and pence and puts the money in our pockets. It's all about the return on investment. Well, thank you for having the time to come and talk to us because I know you're you're very busy. You're based around Maidenhead and uh, those sorts of areas, aren't you? Yeah, we're in Maidenhead and we cover all of the southeast. We have just, um, just maybe if I can take a moment, we've recently um, won the home staging company of the year 2023-2024 for London and South East. And we've also recently been shortlisted oh, my word. three industry awards. So yes, we're very, very busy. Well, I do like to have the best on my podcast. You've just made me a very happy person. Good. That's what we, we're constantly trying. You, Well, you're succeeding. Thank you very much for coming on today. And I hope that all of you who are listening go and look you up and, and get as much out of those visuals that I did. Thank you very much. Lovely to speak with you, Rachel. Take care. If you've not seen the difference that staging makes in the flesh, go and find a local new build show house and you'll be amazed at what can be done. And if you've not yet realised just how much of a difference a strategy and a plan makes to a property business, go to my website, racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me and let's see how we can work together to turbocharge your results. Oh, and for those for whom my reference to Big Bertha was a bit confusing at the beginning, she was the biggest German field gun in the First World War. So effective, she had her own name. Thank you for listening to The Property Solopreneur with me, Rachel Troughton. If you've enjoyed this episode, do hit subscribe and kindly leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think it would help on their property journey. If you'd like to get hold of my guide for building a successful property business, go to racheltroughton.com forward slash checklist. We only live one life. So let's get your dream a reality through building a profitable property business.